but he's got 300 bucks to spend on a trophy for himself. I'm going to talk about the burning and this week's Weekly Rad. And now your host, Mike Indeglio. What is up, team? Welcome to K&M Geekly. Just a sneak peek at two geeks talking about some of the things gotten through the week, getting them through this week. My name is Mike Indeglio, and I'm joined, as always, by my... A mountain dude at eleven. Uh, no, oh, it's noon, friend. It's it's noon. <laughs> I've already had two cups of coffee. Okay, I've been I'm, up since eight. I'm working on one. Oh, he's got the stress sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, had a bit of those. We'll talk about some upcoming projects. Uh, we'll talk about a bunch of things today, friends. You mean the burning from 1981, right? That's the one you're. Yeah, okay. I sure do. Great. <laughs> Can't wait. It'll be the best part of the show because Keith knows how to flap his talk gums. Uh, Keith, I have a lot to talk about today. There's so much. We have an overstuffed version of Geekly. My my wife went skiing to not ski uh, for her friend's birthday. They all got COVID. Oh, yes. Up to Killington, Vermont. Yes. She's in your neck of the woods. Uh, Her friend whose birthday, her friend's husband, friend whose birthday is husband has COVID. Because everyone has COVID right now, Keith. Because everyone thinks they have a cold, right? Remember, yeah. we're gonna take the we're gonna take the vaccines until we make it a cold. It's just like a cold with a with a terrible Russian roulette in it. I guess we could say we talked about this already. We won't belabor the point. So, I hope Jeff is feeling better. I hope everyone out there who just thinks they have the sniffles takes a test and maybe takes it a little bit more serious than you would. Yeah. But that means I was home this weekend, Keith, and I had lots of plans, buddy. Lots of plans. You know what I did? I What'd sat do, on my Mike? butt, Keith, and I watched TV. Turned on my yeah. TV. Uh, uh, but not only that, I did some other things, too. Let's start at the very beginning, as they say, buddy. Shall we? I, I mean, yeah. I'm just here for the ride. So I did some research. Uh, I used to be, like Keith, in way too many fantasy football leagues. Okay, Fantasy football is a thing that grown men do because their body aches, and they can't go outside and play the real footballs anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so Keith and I have been in a league together for many years uh it used to be so big that it was two leagues you don't do the second league anymore right no no it's 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 now gone down yeah no i think i started this league in 2000 it's almost been 15 years since the league's been running the uh, used to be two 14 team leagues now we've got to cut it down to a single league but it's now the same old farts doing it every single we we have no turnover it's the exact same rules every single i also have another league that of of the many leagues that i've stayed in this is with like my closest core of high school buddies but that league has dumbed down to the point where there is no investment it is 100 bragging rights and and people's wives are involved which is fine mostly actually they tend uh, to be the most committed women i found uh, in this league uh, because there was one team this year keith in that league called let's see how at auto draft does <laughs> keith it placed yeah. third that team the auto draft league placed third yeah yeah uh that league i have won out of the past five years that i've been uh, down to two leagues uh, three of five years that league because I just have to breathe and basically uh, so that league I did um, invest in a trophy that basically just discusses my dominance. Oh wow, what an elaborate uh, yeah elaborate one, trophy. That, well, that you know I, I thought I would. And that's from Decade Awards, which is what we're celebrating today. Um, yeah, yeah. But for Keith's league, I have one set. So that in the past, I guess I've been a part of it for. Tw- Ten seasons? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, I have placed... My highest ranking had been second place. I had a silver medal. I had a bronze medal. 
Outside of that, oh, Keith has winked out of existence. He tried too hard on his computer. Right. No. Fucking cats. I need. I might need to invest in some redundancy. <laughs> that seemed way too easy. I was you like, just need some tape. Put some tape over it. I need a piece of scotch. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Some gaff. Some gaffer's tape. Okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, sorry about that. My cat stepped on the power cord quite literally. Sure uh, did. Yeah, turned off everything. I thought I was going to be in for it. So, but you were very quick to throw me under the bus. You I texted was. me like, "Keith, Keith, your stuff is broken." Well, your packet loss indicator before was probably was mine. It turns out. Anyway, <laughs> that all said, this year in I was uh really struggling in Keith's league, but a chip and a chair is what they say, and it came down, and I, I won by uh, I think half a point or a point and a half or something like that. Anyway, so I had to deduce, uh, since I had started building out a trophy collection for the other league, just because, uh, and Keith got such a beautiful collection behind him, I had to judge, as you can see from sure Keith's, uh, you know, shallow depth of field, there's not a ton of detail or clarity in, yeah, that's not going to be, that's what Hold I was on. working with. So I tried to assume exactly it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. which he, he had purchased, and so Keith... Let me switch over to the A cam here, the unboxing cam. I uh, I got what I thought was the right one. Very close. Uh, because as we know, in, in this day and age, I won't spend more than $20 on, on this. Well, no, of course. Uh, they do a great packing job. Get bigger there. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so you can see... These are so the the ones on the end here. While Mike is fighting a box, are from Yahoo. Used to send you. Oh, really? A trophy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, this is like two thousand seven or something like that. Before I had to start buying my own. All right. Let's see. Wow. Yeah, we have to buy them all, but you know, it's part of the fun. All right, there I mean, we go. Wow. Whoa. That is a very substantial. No, it's six inches. That's bigger than mine. Oh, really? Yeah, it's got this. The twenty dollar was. It gets you six inches now. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough money in the world for you, Mike. Uh, there we go. Hold on. <clears throat> I mean, it's a good looking trophy. Here, let me put my camera back on. He's like, I don't want to there see me walk go. across the room. I know the That's feeling. That's exactly damn right. <laughs> I know the feeling. Nobody wants to see me waddle on a Monday morning. I also morning. don't know what pants I've put on ever, so you don't want to <laughs> That's right. take any risks. Yeah, so here's so mine are, mine are oh, smaller. Yeah. That's no doubt. They have some yeah. funny ones of like guys sitting on toilets and stuff, and I was like, but I need to have this in my house. So there you go. No, no. And they're not like completely hollow. They got some weight to them. It's no, no. They, these have some heft to them. So. so this is my first dual win, dual year win. So uh, that's... I mean, gosh, uh, what type of, uh, what's, a, what's a nicer word for loser? Uh, is it that we buy our own fantasy football trophies? We buy ourselves trophies. <laughs> yeah, well, even better was, so one of my teams, I believe it's your, no, it's the other league I'm in. In yours, I have a normal kind of name, the Sticky Bandits, basically, from, from uh, you know, from, full, uh, from uh, full, not full, full house. Full house. <laughs> home Alone, of course. Home Alone, Home Alone. Oh, the cats have star. Look at Tuxia Star from all over him from the unboxing. Yeah, yeah. Look at him. <laughs> Good job, Tux. Good job. You know, he's going to be pooping that in like yeah. two days. And my other league, though, is the uh, 
used to be the NYC, formerly NYC, currently Exton Harry Butts. And so I had to literally send that to like grown people to uh, engrave for me. Oh, it, it's a fantasy football trophy company. I can't imagine <laughs> what they've what... seen. Yes, that it's traumatic. All right, so I appreciate uh, your time in in allowing me to have that. that no, moment. congratulations. Of course, it's, this it's... was the league I promised my wife the year I promised my wife I was going to get out of the fantasy football game, but. Uh, you know, and you, then you won, and then you you, you have to look, defend. You were you have to defend three hundred dollars, buddy. You have to defend. You turned a profit this year. I did. Well, of course, I'm gonna. If we add up ten years of losing the entrance fee, I don't know that I turned anything. But I mean, the house always loses mm-hmm. because the the, I, the house does not take a cut, and also many many years, not everyone would pay. So the yeah. house always loses. House, I'm still yeah. behind. So the other thing I did that is crazy and so very me, Keith, that you'll appreciate mm-hmm. is it's January, the new year. What Mike does is, you know, some people like freshen up, maybe delete some files. Uh, and this, there's a thank you at the end of this. So <clears throat> sit back. <laughs> uh, every January, I do a clean install of Windows. I format my main hard drive. And I start from scratch. I reinstall Windows, and I go through every single program and reinstall everything. Why, you might ask? Because... I I, I might ask. Yeah. On a PC, you know, Windows does all the crappy updates all year, all year, all year. You you end up deleting a bunch of stuff, and you end up reinstalling a bunch of stuff, or you change stuff and all this, and you basically F up your registry. Unless you really know what you're doing inside the registry, it gets cumbersome, and things slow down. And even a super beefy computer... Gets such a little, a lot of stuff doesn't work or doesn't open or this. And I was having a lot of like bugs and crappy stuff happening that I just, uh, so I just did a clean install. And there's something very satisfying for an OCD kind of guy to have to go through and rethink all the programs he uses. Do I even need this? Do I want that? You know, I had a huge, I have a master list of everything on my computer and I have to reinstall it all day. Well, Keith, wow. I mean, I, 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 a therapist would have so many, th- we could spend a week uh, analyzing the that thing. The thing is that. I love it. I really enjoy doing it. And like the, the nice, and now I have a new setup and it all looks different and it's much more efficient and running fast and smooth and great. But. No, love it. The process of bringing everything back of actual workflow is the pain in the butt part, right? Like OBS and all of your setups and all the things and things that you've spent to redo all that would be hours of time. So it took me about three to five hours to reinstall everything, get my computer up and running. But all of my setups is, is everything's in the cloud. Everything's on Dropbox, which just instantly yeah. re-downloads to your computer. So I waited. I went and had a snack, and everything was back. So uh, you've you've changed a good portion of my workflow with your insistence on the Dropbox family. And I I do use the other cloud services, but Dropbox does to me operate the easiest. You are right about Dropbox that. is fantastic. Okay, I, so I love it very much. I then sat upon my my butt, Keith, and watched some tv and i'd like to talk a little bit about all of the things i watched because i want to share with the good people out there if that's okay with you uh, okay uh you're gonna get to talk in a minute i i i don't even know why i'm here <laughs> the good looks baby <laughs> yeah, it's true looking beautiful so there's a game called ghost of tsushima i love it on playstation it's like a samurai game and i've really been wanting to go back to it but I played so many hours of that game. I, I did everything you could do. Going back is going to feel a little redundant, but I just like missed the world. And so I was researching like a good samurai show to watch, and I came upon people talking highly about Netflix's Blue Eye Samurai. 
this is a show that uh, gives off very anime vibes at the top. Now, here's the thing. I appreciate anime. I don't always love it because it's very specific in its hyperbolic type of acting style, art style, writing style. It's very big, large. Uh, cartoons are, animation can be large, but I like a more subtle type of animation. Uh, let me just say, this is written by the husband and wife team of Michael Green and Amber Nozumi, and it's co-produced by the French studio Blue Spirit, okay? Uh, what's awesome about this show is the animation is incredible. It is very, uh, the story itself is about this female samurai during the time uh, in Japan where uh, being uh, is half American, half Japanese, this was basically considered an evil half-breed and they were either killed or not allowed in the country. Uh, she is on a quest, take it or believe it or not, in a samurai show to find some people who have wronged her and kill them. And uh, her and her, she has a special sword, you'll learn about why it's special, and she just chopping fools up. But what I'm loving about this show, aside from just the art and the, it's very Kur Kurosawa. It it is it wears that on its sleeve. The action sequences are incredible. The characters are fun. It is very adult, Keith. I saw more the dongs and other things in this show than I've seen on Skinamax. Uh, I mean, this is going for it, uh, but. It's never, it never feels gratuitous. It's like very based in the story. <laughs> it's very. I, I saw so many dongs, <laughs> but it's not gratuitous. It's not. It's so good. I'm halfway through the first season. It has been greenlit for a second season. I am absolutely loving it. The episodes are 45 to, to an hour. Uh, I'm really invested in wh where she is on her quest. I just can't commend it highly enough. It's. It's so good. I can't. I don't know if they're French or if they're just working with a French studio, but uh, it is so good. It feels video game. It feels cinematic, but it's all animation, and it is it is great. Uh, I highly recommend. It's my top recommend of the week. The Blue Eye Samurai. But I'm not done with French people, Keith. Oh, okay. Uh, oh wait, Are but I have ever? I have that. Let's see. That's this this topic, I believe. You know what? I'm just going to go in order. I'm going to go in order. Forget it. We're, I'm not done with French people. We'll come back to them. Okay. Uh, but listen, you, you might know my one of my favorite movies of the past year was uh, Past Lives, which was a Korean film. And uh, so I wanted to keep paying more attention to the foreign film race because uh, you can miss some gems there. And a lot of people, I'll keep names to myself, but cast off these films because they don't want to be bothered reading uh, reading. Closed captioning, Keith. They don't want to read the mm -hmm. subtitles. I, I get it. But I have to stay, say that, oh, wait, that's another film. I'm, I'm getting out of, I'm getting, and, but this one is also a one of the documentary features of the year. This is up for the Academy Award. It's called Beyond Utopia. You can find it, I believe, on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, this is a story about four, uh, well, it really focuses on two families attempting to get out of North Korea, defecting from North Korea right mm. before COVID hits. And COVID basically shut oh, down wow. any attempts at defection. Uh, maybe, I don't, I, I don't know how it is, how it's come back up to speed, but these are the last few people being defected through this uh, per particular source here in America. Um, there are no recreations in this. This is all done with first-party film, either 
uh, through hidden cameras or what they call um, uh, intermediaries on the ground uh, and sometimes just like handheld phone footage from the families. I knew that defecting from North Korea was difficult. I didn't know how difficult. And basically the reason for that is there are these intermediaries, right? Well, first of all, you hear the word atrocities being committed upon North Korean people, but because we have very limited first party documented footage of this, you don't really feel it, right? We see the stuff coming out of Ukraine. We see the stuff coming out of uh, the Israeli conflict with Hamas in Gaza, and and you can spend hours of the day pointing the fingers in those situations. However, we don't because we just kind of the narrative is well, North Korea walled themselves off, and so that's their bag, baby. It is not. These people are not only being atrocities are being carried out upon them. One of the worst being just mass starvation. Okay, but they are brainwashed from babyhood, right? That this is what's supposed to happen, that they have it, that they are living in utopia. There is nothing better that this is, they are here to serve their gods. They Keith, they actually stole the Christian Bible, made it illegal to look at and just said, they just replaced Jesus with Kim Jong-il. And there you have it. That's their religion. It's insanity. Well, it, it, it is the closest thing to Orwell's 1984. Like, it, turned into an actual living country. So it spent a decent amount of time in the beginning kind of getting you up to speed on this. Also, you it is encouraged that you spy on your neighbors so that you're you're under complete... The things they do to kids to just celebrate... It, it, I, I won't go into it. That's not the point of this. So then you think, okay, it's going to be such a heroic story of these people getting getting out. But here's the thing, man. The... There are these intermediaries that work for that that are based in China, that are based in Laos, that are based in uh, Taiwan, that are based in North Korea, that are helping these people get out. But it's all for profit. So eighty percent of the defectors hmm. are purchased and sold directly into human trafficking. But this is <laughs> one of the best outcomes you can have, right? That's you. You you basically cross this river and then hope somebody finds you. And either you your options are you get found and killed instantly, found and sent back to North Korea for money and maybe killed or tortured, or if you're lucky, one of the people who was trying to turn a profit buys you, finds you, and sells you into the trade to get you out. Oof. If you win the super lottery, one of these few altruistic folks finds you and pays huge sums of money to get you to America or if rarely America, but like Canada or some of these other places or North or South Korea. It is absolutely heartbreaking <coughs> because uh, this story follows uh, spoiler alert, but one family who has a more successful story. And even that you've at the end of it, one of the people who escapes is uh, this old woman. And she has to then face the fact that her entire life, Keith, has been fabricated entirely. And she now has maybe a few years to live with what actual freedom is. And realizing yeah. that is, oh. Everything you've ever known is upside down. And you down. see it in real time. They're having an interview with her and she can't process it. So she has to go to all this counseling. It's, oof. 
But then there's a mom who's trying to get her son out and the story is a little less happy. And that is just, and and then they kind of zoom out a little bit and you realize this is just, this is the best case scenario. And then you realize, and I won't, the person who is funding this documentary or uh, is the intermediary who is basically selling this story to the documentary team, right? Is this uh, Christian man, they call him the, pastor he works for this what appears to be some sort of a, a mega church or and is using that money to get these people out and basically it seems to me is profiting in some way off of this experience per, per, perhaps to just help other north korean defectors we could we could hope that's what the documentary tries to say but my guess would be that uh that money is also used for other things who knows it's all money, baby, and it is. Uh, yeah. So you're part of it in watching. It is a whole thing, uh, but what I love about it is that it is all real. There is no reenactments. It is intense, man. Uh, it's up for an Academy Award. I don't think it has. Uh, I, I, my money's still behind that John Batiste documentary. But this is this one is 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 a bop, guys. You got to check it out. Beyond Utopia. Uh, it's 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 available. It looks like it's available on PBS. Okay. Great on your local PBS uh, station. It's yeah, a tough I mean, watch, it sounds, but it's uh, it's worth watching. Sounds harrowing, you know. It's it's one of those things where you just it, it's, and and I the lens of the people exploiting the exploited people. It just it it is it is continues to reinforce exploitation breeds exploitation. And, yeah, and and uh, like, North Korea don't seem to be stopping in any sort of way. So. Uh, Oh, they're propping up Russia and Ukraine now. Oh, cool. Crazy as that sounds. So. Well, Keith, let's get in that time machine, baby. And let's go yes. all the way back to 1981. We were just mere babes and talk about a fun movie called The Burning. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so as as everyone who, as the you're one of the three people who actually watches this, yep. I don't ever watch stuff contemporaneously. That's boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for 80s horror movies. And loving the old old timey slasher flicks, and so uh, th- just yesterday, just for the hell of it, because Amazon recommended it, didn't have any idea what it was. Uh, I, I, I watched The Burning, which is one of the many uh, sleepaway camp uh, ripoff. You know, Friday the Thirteenth came out, and then there was like a whole cluster of. Uh, slasher flicks that take place at you know the the camp by the lake right Mm -hmm. yeah whether it's camp crystal lake there was the sleepaway camp series um first one of which is unspeakably offensive uh but uh and then the subsequent ones became funny uh but here's one called the burning which i can't believe i'd never heard of and so it was it was very i just remember garden shears that's what i remember from the burning it's in the poster as well have you seen it I believe that the the image of this when I looked it up reminded me the Garden Shears. I, I think I remember a scene or a kill or two from it, but I don't remember the plot. Although the plot's eponymous, right? It's the the the, the plot. Camp. The plot is 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 ridiculous. But what makes this film interesting um, for those of us who are who like that genre? If you don't like that genre, it's terrible. Don't watch it. But if if you like that sort of like it's it's bad, but it is sort of satisfying in its own sort of a thing. This hits all the things that you want to see. It's got it's got good kills. It's got you know teenagers running around in Boobies. the woods with their clothes yeah. off, yeah, like all all the great stuff. Um, 
but it also I is, is interesting because of who is in it uh, making their film debuts. Uh, Fisher Stevens from Thirty Something, of course, but uh, uh, Holly Hunter's first film of all time. You can you, you barely see her, but she's in it. But one of the leads is Jason Alexander making no. his first movie uh, appearance, cool. and uh, it also features uh one of the reasons i think it's satisfying as a slasher is tom savini did this the mm. uh special effects legend tom savini who did friday the 13th and all the famous movies that you know from that era he actually turned down friday the 13th part two in order to do this film which makes all the gore and the the kills very fun and interesting because tom savini did it um so that was really cool uh slightly darker but historically significant uh, a co-writer making his producing debut on this film, none other than uh, Hollywood monster Harvey Weinstein. Oh, this was Harvey Weinstein's debut as mm. a producer. So, anyway, if you like Friday the Thirteenth, if you like Sleepaway Camp, you like the the classic '80s slashers. This one's a pretty good version of it, and interesting that I hadn't seen it already. Um. And actually has some pretty fun sequences. There's there's a fun sequence on canoes and a raft, and it's it's you know it, it's exactly the trash that you think it's going to be. Can you walk me through your decision making process? Like from click from like from like clicking on it, why you decided to click on it? Did you research before you just saw the shears and were like, let's do it? Well, it, it where were you in your day? Was it background? Was it a focus watch? Where were we? It, no, it's it's always it's like a second screen. Like this this is like I'm I'm playing Tomb Raider mm-hmm. and I have this on my other on my other screen. It came up on on Amazon Prime as like recommended it for me. And I saw the poster and I saw see I look for two things. Poster, that looks interesting, right? I look for the year it was made. Mm. Because like 90s versions of these are terrible. Mm-hmm. But early 80s, like yep. between 1975 and like 1985, that's a real sweet spot for these. There's like, so much film grain, you can't see the movie anyway. Exploitation. Well, but that's the thing. Then I click into it and I make sure that it is good enough to watch. Yeah. Like it's it's been a, it's been a good HD transfer. This is part of like MGM Plus in their catalog. So the the actual film looks great. They've they've gone up and fixed it and and uh, done it done a good 4K cut of it, and I need to watch like the first few minutes to see whether this was a competently done. Yeah, you can film. tell instantly, instantly, instantly done. So it's trash, but it's competent trash with some really good people. And Jason Alexander's great in it, and he's he's clearly they just turned the camera and said like do your thing, and he's like improvising all of his stuff. Awesome. But it's it's like it's is he it's playing just like a, a squat goofy guy? Yeah, he's he's playing one of the campers, right? Okay, and I might have and to check so, out. yeah, it's 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 really it's really fun. It's trashy. It's it's great exploitation B movie nonsense. If that's your thing, if that's not your thing, don't watch it. But if it is, it does bring up a good it a point. Up. We uh we were watching uh, Jerry Maguire on TBS or something because it's one of those movies you start scrolling by and you're like, oh man, this part I loved that movie. Weird movie, really, when you kind of watch the whole thing. But anyway, we got distracted and we wanted to go back to it. And so I just found the the Blu-ray of it. And watching the Blu-ray versus the television transfer of it was almost like two separate complete movies. 
It's oh, if you're they, watching a TV like a TNT or whatever, yeah, it's no, been degraded it's to a point where it's not even it ruins the film, and it's you. you well, plus, it's interrupted with commercials and it's been edited and all that. That I aside, can't do yeah, it, just the, will just, not do it. Yeah, it, and we have there's just so many things at our at our disposal now. You don't have to watch. You don't have to watch no. good movies that way. Okay, so two quick hits, real quick, but but don't take my speed as a judgment because it, it's not the case. First, I wanted to quickly discuss, Keith, because we're getting so focused on film and TV and movies and stuff, uh, that a new album came out I wanted to talk about quickly. That's that's not it. That's 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 it, but that's not uh, that's not the thing. Uh, the Wall of Eyes, it's by a band called The Smile, Keith. The Smile's head is a trio um, that is Tom York on vocals and uh, Johnny Greenwood, the, the, the multi-instrumentalist, and then the the drummer whose name I've always forget. Uh and that's not cool. Bill Nye. The science guy, yes. Tom Skinner. Uh and is so two of the three of those guys are Radiohead, basically. And it's funny, you know, I'm such a Radiohead, passionate Radiohead fan. Uh for many years. My favorite band, without question. They've done so many side projects in the past day, eight years that I've not really paid a lot of attention to because it's like looking at an ex with their new family and it, they're great. It looks like everybody's happy, but I don't want to like know her new husband's backstory. Right? I'm not going to go like look at their photo albums. That's the way I feel a little bit about Radiohead's side projects. It's just like they're not, you know, there's something about their alchemy, but I know that's ridiculous. So I went and paid attention to this more recent side project for Tom York. Tom York, who is so influential in my musical sensibility and vocal sensibility and just all of these things. And it's so nice. People mostly know Tom York for the for a caricature about him, and they're just sort of shaking and wobbling and singing <laughs> unrecognizable sounds and being depressed all the time. Uh, he's having fun here. There's a lot of, I don't want to say whimsy, because it's still a Tom York project, but there's a lot of more up-tempo and fun sort of musical ideas here, and you can see him playing and stretching a bit, which is really cool. And on top of that, it's still very challenging, which is what I like in a part of my music. I like very tonal music and pop music in some ways, but I also like to be challenged. And there are some incredible time signature explorations here, some jazz drumming underneath some really atonal exploration sections, uh, as well as some like straight four chromatic stuff happening there's uh and and lyrically uh he's a little more present and focused in the mix and making sort of sense a little more it's not as uh abstract a really cool project really fun and i was really digging how it sort of matched our background this week the the smile debuts this week uh there's some there are some copies of a floating around if you want to hear it early uh so check it out, The Smile. I, I think uh, even to a, a mainstream audience, it would be kind of interesting. And then, Keith, lastly this week, nice. I wanted to talk about um, just such an incredible movie. <laughs> um, I, I have to imagine it's up for some Oscars. I don't know. This is a French film. It is called Anatomy of a Fall. You might be hearing some buzz about it. Uh, it is known as Anatomie du Chou. In French, I do not speak French, so I don't know. It is a legal drama courtroom thriller. Feels as though it should be a true crime podcast, but it is entirely fictional. It is directed by Justine Chouet, 
Treat, uh, written by Justine Treat and Arthur Harani. Uh, it is in starring uh, actors, I imagine, are French. I do not know. It might be German as well. Uh, it kind of mixes. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Um, Sandra Huller, Swan Arland, Milo Mushando Grant. You should look it up. I'm butchering these names. Keith, something special and magical about watching actors you don't know, but are working at the top of their craft. Absolutely incredible performances in this. Especially the child actor, the the brass. T- I don't want to give too much away about it. Uh, there's a husband, wife, and son who are at their home. The son is visually impaired. These are important things to know. The husband dies within the first three minutes of the film. The woman, uh, he falls from the roof of this house. The woman, because they can't quite pin down the how or why he fell, is put on trial for uh, manslaughter or murder. The son is visually impaired, so he is the only witness, but not much of a witness. Uh, also loves his mom. And it is an exploration of the French legal system. It comes in stark juxtaposition to the American legal system, where it is pretty clear they are trying to find out what happened and not just lynch this woman, basically. Uh, and then the movie itself uh, is so thrilling, and the courtroom drama is so thrilling, and the investigative drama is so thrilling i can't talk much about it other than to say this is on amazon prime right now it is a four dollar rental you absolutely have to watch it it is probably my favorite film of the year just in its technical prowess and the story the compelling nature of like another a podcast like we're so obsessed with true crime but what if you could have the true crime story but with like professional actors doing it at the top of their craft the filmmaking cinematography the score is incredible Performances to a man are, are are incredible, and what's really cool is it is done basically in three languages. They speak English, they speak French, and they speak German throughout this film. I had to seek out specific closed captioning because at the beginning the options were no closed captioning, which is not does not work. English closed captioning, which just English closed captioned the whole thing, even when they're speaking English, which screwed my brain. But I found a closed I found a subtitle that was let them speak English, and then showed the English translation when they spoke German or French. Oh. It was really cool. I felt like I was multilingual and trans- going through all that. was really neat. Oh, what a movie. Anatomy of a Fall, folks. Whew. That's a all banger. All right. Uh, go France is all I'm going to say. That's this week, oh, France did, did me well. Just such highbrow recommendations this week. Yeah, don't forget the burning, too. Put that on there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that, I believe, finally brings us to our weekly rad, Keith. Uh, You've got some cool things. I don't know if you can talk about any of your cool stuff, so I won't... Yeah, no, I can. Okay, cool. Go for it. Yeah, so so, uh, uh, tonight we are doing a table read of my show, I Got Fired, for the first time in a very, very long time. I think it's been almost 10 years since I've done a table read of the show, this new version of it... uh, gonna be fun with some with some good friends and some folks do, and, we, uh, what friends do we know any friends can you say anybody's name they, that's gonna do the read well i mean i mean jillian's gonna do it right. robert anthony jones is gonna do it liz almer will be there oh, it'll be really he? uh that's awesome yeah, I've seen her in so yeah. long so uh so very small very intimate just around the table just gonna see just gonna see what happens see how it see how it flies so Could you send uh, me the opening track i still sing it it's my audition it's my number one audition piece oh yeah my the 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 latest one yeah mm-hmm. i sure will I that's sure exciting will. we wish you will uh it'll be awesome yes yeah, it's it's been great to to dig that out I've, I've mentioned it before but now yeah. i have a i have a, a version of the of the show 
it's a it's a mashup of 1.0 and 2.0 and i think it's i think the best version yet so there it is just knowing that things you think you've put to bed uh then can come back out of the and and yeah and breathe again yeah. is really cool you know what i mean for sure um, I'll mention uh, two things I want to mention. First, a happy birthday to will be friend of the show. We'll have him on at some point. My friend Ron Parson, uh, really oh, cool dude. Yes. Uh, he's on a text chain with Keith and I. Was talks exclusively wrestling, but I'll just say the world is funny in in that Ron and I met in kindergarten, the first day of kindergarten, because we both were the people crying in the hallway because we missed mommy. Uh. And so we eventually cried ourselves into a headache and then started talking, and we were best friends up until high school. Uh, and then we were just in different classes, and we kind of lived separately for a little while and didn't really chat as much. I'll mention that in seventh grade, we had a game, sixth grade, we had a game, we would go out to recess, Keith, called Quantum Leap, where I was Sam, and I had leapt into the body of a sixth grader. And he was Al, who... We would pretend nobody could see him, and he was just like, boop, 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 trying to help me figure out what ah. my case was. And what my case always was, was get that girl to like us. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, so you could tell why we were buddies. He's a great dude. Great dude. Happy Years birthday. later, uh, his youngest daughter and my brother's youngest daughter became best friends. Right. And oh, because so of that, he came, started coming to parties, and we all struck up our friendship again. So weird kismet. Really weird kismet. So happy birthday to Ron. And then secondly, I, I, I put the track in the Geekly folder so you can you can play us out with it. Oh, I will. I will do that. Cool. Um, well, I'll put it in post because uh, my, my brain is fried. I've been talking too much. So happy birthday to Ron. And then lastly, just kind of the theme. We always talk about this, but I wanted to bring it up. So also this weekend, you know, I was cleaning up the office to put, find a place to put my trophies. And I was going to get rid of this old uh, this old fish tank where my poor fish didn't make it. And man, fish are a lot of work. Even when they're not a lot of work, they're just like, it's a lot of cleaning. And just, you think it's a nothing pet, but it's not a nothing pet. It's no, too, so not. I'm not getting another fish. But rather than throw the thing away, I just Googled a quick chat GBT of, what are some old things I can do with this old five gallon fish tank? And one of the things that came up was make a terrarium. And I was like, well, I don't know much about terrariums. And so I do that thing that Keith and I talk about, right? You know, if there's something you want to buy, but instead of just going and buying it, you spend 30 hours researching the best versions of the thing. Well, Keith, I didn't just like Google what is a terrarium. I mean, I started there. But I found myself, I think maybe nine hours later with charts, videos, schematics, potential orders of soil, researching companies in the Pacific Northwest that could send me specific types of moss so I could make the best terrarium with like the fun, most fun growing trees. Some with what type of like little insects won't get out and be buggy, but like are good for the mold on top of the... Here's my point, folks. I grew up... My in... God needs, needs, needs more friends. No, I grew up in school with convincing myself I was dumb because I didn't want to study the way that they told me I had to study, which was like read this mm. one book and do it ad nauseum and just like torture yeah. yourself. And so I was like, well, I must be dumb. I must not be interested in learning. And it turns out that couldn't be the farthest from the truth. I'll spend eight hours researching terrariums and in one day know everything about terrariums and know how much I don't know. In fact, maybe going to a workshop with my wife at a little terrarium shop in South Philly because I'm now interested in terrariums. The thing here is, folks, is that you got to find your thing and your way of learning the thing, Right. The universe has go. given us all of the technology and the internet at our disposal. You can find the way you learn. 
Don't let anybody tell you you're dumb because you don't do it their way. I know I'm talking to nobody on this podcast, but I just, every time that's reaffirmed in my life, I just feel celebrated. And, and firm believer in that. Yeah. Firm believer in that. Oh boy. I just got to. Anytime you get a work text on your watch that says this is urgent, it changes the whole day. My whole oh mood God, I the, just set up just oh, the day Because we're playing Keith's music going out. We're playing I Got Fired. Don't get fired. Are you going to make it work? Yeah, I'll do it first. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Oh, my God. What a great tune. Yeah, this is a bop, baby. I've always loved it. Um, listen, uh, Keith, we wish you the best of luck tonight. Uh, break some legs. Have fun. Just enjoy it. Enjoy your music. Get heard. And uh, everybody out there, enjoy anything you've been doing. Celebrate you. Get heard. Keep on keeping. There it is. Godfather.